Our final question for today is 362. What is eternal happiness? It is the vision of God in eternal life in which we are fully partakers of the divine nature. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 4 of the glory of Christ and of the joy of the Trinitarian life. This happiness surpasses human capabilities. It is a supernatural and gratuitous gift of God just as is the grace which leads to it. This promised happiness confronts us with decisive moral choices concerning earthly goods and urges us to love God above all things. For my personal reflection today, I will cover questions 360 through 362. As we just read in our previous questions, the very countenance of Jesus and his characteristics are authentically depicted in his teaching in the Beatitudes. Beatitudes summarizes for us what is authentic Christian life and the ultimate goal of all our human activity, which is eternal happiness. When we were baptized, we died to sin and we rose to eternal life, which means we are capable of experiencing eternal happiness even while we are in this world because we become partakers of the divine nature of God in baptism. So through the Trinitarian life that resides within us, that eternal happiness is within our reach because it is the gift of God. It's a supernatural gift of God to us through the grace conferred on us in the sacraments, especially of baptism. So with that faith, we now need to know how to lead a good life, a good, authentic Christian life, so we preserve that eternal happiness within us and do not lose that eternal happiness. So in order to maintain an, a heart which is in the right disposition that can enjoy the close relationship with God and thus uh, maintain that eternal happiness, Jesus has given us the Beatitudes. Of course, Jesus preached this 2,000 years ago, but it is still relevant for all, all ages. So Jesus began his ministry in Galilee. Uh, like after he left Nazareth, he came to Galilee and um, there was many people who followed him because of the miracles that he performed where he was healing people, he was curing numerous people, so there were great crowds that followed him. And so he went uh, up to, on a mountain, we read in Matthew chapter 5, and he began to teach them. And the first teaching that he gave was, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So here Jesus is not talking about material poverty. He's talking about poverty of the spirit, which is if your spirit is already full, then there is no room 
for God's eternal life to enter. So we have to empty ourselves so God can fill us with His Spirit. So here we are talking about the poverty of spirit so that the kingdom of heaven can fill our hearts. So we remove the spirit of this world and we allow room for the kingdom of God to reside within our heart. And the next beatitude, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Again, yes, this is also mourning of all natures, but more on a spiritual level, mourning when we see injustice, mourning when we see that God's laws are broken and that sin prevails everywhere, mourning for the weaknesses that we experience from original sin, mourning for those who are uh, addicted to various vices. All those mourning is related to the spiritual realm. So that way we will be comforted when we open ourselves to God's grace and the eternal happiness will give us that liberation from all those things that that are keeping us in a state of a death which is sin sinfulness and life is a life that is free of sin and blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth jesus had a meek and humble heart and when we pray and ask and accept Jesus into our hearts and he transforms our hearts and makes our heart like his heart which is meek and humble. That way we can absorb the teachings of Jesus, absorb his voice that is always trying to reach out to us. We can hear him and we can respond to him effectively if we are meek and attentive. And it says, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. So through our meekness, through our example and our prayer, we will have tremendous impact on this earth, even without our knowing it. Through our prayer and our uh, sacrifices and every little action that we do for the kingdom of God, it will impact in a a broader way the entire earth and blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be satisfied and here Jesus is saying that we need to always be hungry and thirsty for righteousness we should never settle for things that are unjust and unrighteous no matter how wonderful the end may be the means cannot be justified by the end. So we have to always remain righteous even if the entire world is not righteous. And here I'm reminded of St. Thomas More and St. John Fisher. They gave up their life when the, all the bishops in the uh, country in England at that time when Henry VIII uh, wanted to declare his superiority and his authority over uh, the authority of 
the Pope, who is a successor of Peter, all the bishops agreed except St. John Fisher and St. Thomas More as well. You know, he was uh, not a bishop. He was a statesman and they both gave up their life. And it was even remarkable that they gave up their life at a time when the papacy was indeed wrought with a lot of corruption during their lifetime. The popes were not really very saintly people. They openly, publicly had so many um, uh, faults, but they safeguarded the deposit of the faith and the primacy of Peter as Christ himself had instituted that office. And so we see here that we have to be, um, regardless of how many people around us are righteous, we have to always hunger and thirst for righteousness within us and within our community and with the people that we come in contact with. And blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. We should always be merciful to those who offend us, even if they are repeated offenders and even if they are not sorry for what they have done, even if they continue to offend us, we still have to be merciful. This is a very difficult thing to do, can only be done with the heart of Jesus. And then blessed are the poor in heart, pure in heart, for they shall see God. If we do everything with the intention of pleasing God, every single thing that we do, say, think, if we do it with the intention of pleasing God, that is purity of heart. And with that, we will definitely be able to see God and God will reveal himself to us. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Here again, we have to be peacemakers. We cannot be warmongers and say that we are followers of Christ. And we cannot make um, war and destruction and violence uh, as our profession and as a means of making money as a means of retaliation and revenge, those are all very offensive and Christ does not reside in the hearts of those who pursue those means and those, um, those paths that are lucrative and they probably are very, very attractive in the eyes of the world. However, Christ says, blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called sons of God. And blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when men revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for so men persecuted the prophets who were before you. So we know that when we stand up for righteousness, when we stand up for these countercultural beatitudes that Christ revealed to us in his Sermon on the Mount, we are going to come 
head on with persecution. It is inevitable and we need to rejoice when we are persecuted because that is a sure sign that we are in the right camp. We are in the kingdom of God. If we were in the devil's camp, we are not going to be persecuted because we are already on his side. But when we are on the camp of Christ, who is bringing out this change, bringing light into the darkness of this world, we are going to be persecuted. And so we should rejoice and be glad because the kingdom of God is ours and great reward is waiting for us in heaven. So that's all my reflection for today. I hope you have a blessed day, everyone, and thank you for listening.